0: so uh i i am a true arizonan
1: on this episode of jen and friends
0: we demand excellence we don't settle for mediocrity
1: we talk with school board member nathan madden i feel the most important position that you can run for in your local community is school board
0: i agree i 100% agree
1: Madden is running for a higher office.
0: I do not tolerate waste, fraud, or abuse of taxpayer funds.
1: And his platform has us thinking. So this is really, really interesting. Yeah, I like I and that gives me something new to think about. Okay, we're good. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Of course. Tell me a little bit about yourself. what is your your background? Have you always lived in Arizona? Are you uh, native to the area?
0: yeah so i'm a I'm a third generation uh, Arizona. Uh, my grandmother was born in Tucson. My mother was born in Glendale. My father was born in Phoenix. I was born in Phoenix right down there at uh, St. Joe's Twelfth Street.
1: Okay, all right. and do you live in the West Valley now?
0: Yeah, so I um, I was born and raised West Phoenix, uh, Maryvale area. Okay. I came out to the Buckeye area when I turned eighteen.
1: I have to tell you, it's been really fun following you on Twitter X. You know, I have lived in the area for almost twenty years now. I was on the Goodyear City Council years ago, and but when you decided to um, jump in for the school board in the Buckeye Union High School District. Um, It was the first time i had heard of your name, so I'm kind of excited to to talk with you today about some of these different issues. Before we get into it, though, it's really interesting that we're having this conversation today, given everything happening in Texas and with the federal government. Do you have any perspective on on what's happening, especially now that there's kind of a tug of war between the federal government and Texas right as we're speaking? (laughs)
0: So um, me personally... Uh, I'm a big states' rights guy, like I'm a big 10th Amendment guy. So I believe that the, the, the federal supremacy clause of the Constitution, the federal Constitution, is really only supposed to be with laws made in conjunction to the Constitution. There's so many laws out there right now that are not actually constitutional. They've just not been challenged yet. And now with what's going on in Texas, um, I I think that they have every right to to do what they need to do that they feel is is in the best interests of uh Texans.
1: So on your your profile on X um right there in your um your handle is Ditat deus. Can you tell us a little yes. bit about that? How did you decide to add that to your your profile
0: name? So uh I I am a true Arizonan even to the point of uh That's our state motto, right? Deus, which is God provides. Um, It's been the it's been the guiding principle uh, throughout my life. I do believe, and you know, wouldn't be where I am without the Lord above.
1: Your account also shows that you support local businesses, yes, competition, and diminishing the size of government. Um, Absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit more about this passion? Where does it stem from? Have you, have you always had the, this, this kind of a passion? And how do you kind of incorporate this into your current journey in life?
0: I've always had a bit of a rebellious streak, let's call it, right? Even, even growing up and through school and all this stuff. I've seen people around me and, and the culture around me kind of reject individualism, that's what I believe in. You know, I, I believe in the power of the individual, what what each and every one of us is capable of doing and capable of achieving.
1: Tell so, me, how did you decide to run or get involved in the school board in the Buckeye Union High School District? How did that come about?
0: I, I'd already been fairly politically involved. Um, I was appointed to the Buckeye Library Advisory Board first. I, I was on that for a year. And then I got, kind of got involved in the school board, um, mainly because of what I saw during the pandemic, and I wanted to make sure that that didn't happen again. We can't be shutting down these, you know, th- this, this is where our children are being taught, and they need to be taught well. They can't be, uh, you know, locked down in their houses, not even able to go outside. Come on.
1: What do you feel are the biggest challenges right now for today's youth?
0: Have you seen the world? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, the the, the challenges really are inherent in the culture now. Um, People don't respect merit anymore. We've had uh, an entire generation go by where it's been nothing but participation trophies and, you know, You'll, you'll get there if you just believe, but believing is not enough. You have to be taught how to do things. You have to be taught, you know, how to how to think for yourself as well. And that's, there's been so much of that missing, and That's stuff that I'm trying to bring back, you know.
1: Right before the pandemic, um, there was a whole effort of CRT is not being taught, you know, taught in our schools. This is not happening. It's never going to happen. And now fast forward to, 2024 and there's a push to even put urgent cares in the schools. Will this ever get better? Have we crossed a line so far that our children will never know the America that we knew when we were kids?
0: Here's the beauty of the current situation, right? There's always that that gleaming light in the dark, the ESA program, right? If you find that your child is in a district that you don't agree with what they're teaching. If you think that this kind of social Marxist plot that's going on is, is infecting your area, you know, messing with your kids, you can leave now. That's freedom of choice right there. That's educational freedom. That's why I'm a big proponent of the ESA program. I think that, you know, the districts will, will either survive or fail on their own now. It's up to the parents to to be very involved.
1: Can you talk a little bit about the ESA crisis? I call it a crisis right now. Um, talk about the popularity of the program and what are you seeing in the West Valley?
0: I really wouldn't call it a crisis. I think it's the natural result of bad decisions, right? So if, if a number of districts are Performing poorly, and they're not doing anything to make it better. The parents know this; they're going to leave. They're going to go to a better performing district. So I really wouldn't call it a crisis. I think that this is a natural correction of we've let things go so long. Now we're starting to come back to to something that makes sense. Um, But from what I've seen in the West Valley, I mean, I I can tell you right now, my district it's a high-performing district. It's a very competitive district, right? We have some things that even private schools are not capable of achieving right now. Um, and I hope that we can be the, the example that shows you can do it better.
1: I, I do wanna say a huge congratulations. You have a couple of schools that have now moved up into being A-rated schools. That is phenomenal absolutely phenomenal. And it is so great. I mean, as um, a taxpayer, as a resident, um, this is fantastic. What do you attribute that to in the Buckeye Union High School District?
0: It's, it's a number of things, right? As most things are. Within the district, it's the focus on career and technical education, right? So it's, it's that our students have skills and are critical thinkers, and do actually understand the material. We don't focus on things like social and emotional learning and and all these these other distractions. But aside from that, it's also a ton a ton of work from the staff. Um, the teachers are great, and then also with with admin, we have a very strong uh, fiscal conservancy uh, within our our direction. Um, being able to make the most out of every dollar uh, keeps costs down, keeps quality up. Our board, we have a, a very singular focus on improvement and excellency. We demand excellence. We don't settle for mediocrity.
1: Lately, I've been covering a West Valley School District that has now um, approved almost $200,000 in out-of-state travel for its governing board members and for its administrative staff. And this does not include the student field trips, the, um, you know, competitive team tournament out-of-state, whatever it might be. This is strictly for admin and the school board members. You had commented about you won't stand for that in, in your school district. So, First of all, what are your thoughts when you find out that there is a school district approving this much money in out-of-state travel? I mean, there are administrative members who are taking five-plus trips this year alone in that one school district. What What are your thoughts on this? Not great. Not great. It, I
0: mean people have to understand that you're there to represent the public and you're there to be good stewards of public money right and and I I I really shouldn't say public money right it's taxpayer money people are getting taxed for this people are are, you know supposedly you're supposed to pay taxes and you get goods and services back but oftentimes the quality is just so poor now with with this, I mean it, it. just sounds like waste, and that that's one thing that, as you said, I don't tolerate. I don't. T- I do not tolerate waste, fraud, or abuse of taxpayer funds.
1: A, a few people have commented on uh, the Facebook page that I run that, oh, you know, uh, meetings, conferences, they have a purpose and they're good, but do we really need to be sending four governing board members <laughs> to New Orleans in the spring? I
0: no first of all i mean and i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna imply that uh you know we don't do trainings and whatnot but it's so much cheaper to fly in a single trainer out to us right and we host versus sending four out you know that that's just good use of funds right that's one to four um but even aside from that, there's plenty of, of opportunities here in the state of Arizona when it comes to education. I mean the, the Arizona School Board Association has a number of trainings throughout the year. and um, you know they, they gather a lot of different uh, systems of best practices from these national conferences. so you don't even need to send your individual board members out. You just go to go to what we have that already filtered out the information, you know?
1: So tell me about your run for state rep. This is pretty exciting. How did you decide to do this?
0: (laughs) Well, um, initially it was uh, done out of spite for uh, Timothy Dunn.
1: Okay.
0: He never took anybody's calls at everyone that I talked to. He wouldn't interact with the public. Um, I I talked to even some like lobbying groups, and they were like, yeah, he didn't answer our calls either." I'm like, who is this guy? What is he doing? You know? And I I had had a bill that I was trying to get uh, at least introduced. You know, it was uh, a like gold and silver currency bill, something that we could do on the state level, make sure that uh, gold and silver is recognized as money. Okay. Um, never got anything from it. So that initially it was, it was to run, to replace him, uh, found out he's going to the Senate. And so that just leaves that open. I decided to continue the run, uh, cause I had a couple other ideas that I wanted to get at least into the legislature. My platform includes, uh, first of all, I want to eliminate the Arizona income tax. I think that we can get rid of that outright. Secondly, uh, there's some police reform stuff that we can do, um, making some of the police, uh, groups accountable to the public. Um, I want, it's my understanding that the way that the sheriffs are set up, right? It comes out of common law practice. Um, so it's a, it's kind of a naturally occurring thing, but all the sheriffs are elected. And so you have that, uh, public person to taxpayer connection, right away right there's no degree of separation well we should be doing that for the police chiefs right now like in the city of buckeye um the police chief is chosen by the city manager city manager is chosen by the mayor and then the mayor comes out of an elected body of councilmen and then the councilmen are elected by the public so you have four or five degrees of separation there's there's no no way that you could have an accountable police force that way.
1: Very interesting. I never I never really thought about that. That is really fascinating.
0: Right. I, I'm using sheriffs as the model okay. for what other police forces should be. Right. Right. And and that's it the whole point is protect and serve the public, right? right. That's that's right. the point. Well, once you start separating so many degrees away, then what incentive do the police have, you know?
1: Right. That and police are such an important part of our everyday life. So this is really, really interesting. This is, I have never thought about this before. So yeah, I like, I, and that gives me something new to think about. Um, right. What would you say is your number one issue that's most important to you?
0: Economy. It really is. If we have a strong economy here in the state of Arizona, then any other outside influence, say it's the federal government, say it's another state, right? I mean, we've had to kowtow to California more than once. Mm -hmm. But the stronger our economy is, the more independent we are from these outside forces. And so I want Arizona to be the beacon on the hill that America is supposed to be.
1: So you're running on the libertarian ticket. Is that correct? Yes. And I did notice one of your posts from, I think maybe a month or two ago with the green party and it was a congratulations. (laughs) It, It is a, you know, we're adding a little bit more to the competition here, but do you really feel that there will be a day where we are recognizing more often Green Party, Libertarian, and, and these different organizations?
0: Uh, I do. I, I, here's the thing, right? That day has happened before. When the Whigs basically collapsed and the Republicans came up, the Republicans were a third party for, what, almost 100 years mm-hmm. before they actually got a presidential seat before the Whigs collapsed. Um, so it it's happened before it'll happen again i think that public opinion of the major two parties is fairly low altogether i mean the majority of moderates now don't have anybody to represent them because both political parties are on the extremes and um and we're seeing that you know we're seeing that uh, the independent voter base is the largest voter population in the country In, in many, many states, I believe over 30, that have uh, registration. The independents are the highest registered. So people are definitely discontent. Now is the, the time to start showing some successes with the third parties, right? That'll bring more people in because they'll have more confidence about viability and whatnot.
1: Why do you feel people don't run for school board? It's been an issue out here for the twenty years I've lived out here. A lot of these seats, um, there's no competition, or you know, basically people are appointed. Uh, why? Why is that? Why can't we get people motivated? I I feel, the most important position that you can run for in your local community is school board.
0: I agree. I one hundred percent agree.
1: Why won't people? Is... Why won't people run?
0: The issue is, and, and I've, I've had this conversation, I don't know how many times, but every time that I bring it up within my party, right, I'm told, yeah, let me run for dog catcher. It's like, it's just looked at as so unimportant. But the, I mean, students are the next generation. They, this is the core of our future. I really don't see how people can be so dismissive. Um, It it doesn't make a lick of sense to me.
1: Yeah, it's frustrating. It's, and um, it really, especially during the pandemic, it kind of raised eyes, I think, with more people about, wow, we have an open seat here. Who's going to run for this? Who are the people stepping up for this? So, yeah, that I mean, that's my message for people is if you really want to make a difference in your community, school board is the number one place where you should be looking. I agree. Uh, you know what? Thank you so much for your time today. Of course. I'm Happy. I'm so excited to see what you do in this race and, and what you're able to accomplish in the future.
0: I definitely appreciate the opportunity to speak. If you ever want to again, I'm, my schedule's open.
1: Okay. Well thank you so much. Go out and enjoy this beautiful weather. All right. Thank <laughs> you. All right. right. Bye bye. <laughs>